Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Southwest Virginia Fishing Report with Matt Riley of Matt Riley Fly Fishing. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing great, Marvin. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. We're getting a ton of rain down here in Charlotte. What's it look like in Southwest Virginia? Yeah, um, we're we're definitely wet. We're on the the backside of some major flooding um, that swept through the area last week. I want to say it was like the 18th or 19th of the of May. We got a pile of rain. Um, the New River peaked out on the 21st. Uh, about a week ago at 95,000 cubic feet. Um, a lot of the, uh, even some of the lakes around were pretty dang dirty and trout streams running real high, but um, things are getting back into shape already. Um, trout streams are, are in perfect condition. Um, the, the new is still high and dirty. It's going to be that way for a little while, but some of the smaller tributaries and, and smaller waters are looking pretty good, uh, particularly as we go into the weekend here. Got it. And what are your suggestions for folks that are uh, chasing trout in terms of tips and techniques? Um, well, barring any more rain that we get, um, like I said, the creeks are in, are in perfect condition. We're sort of on the transitional, um, sort of transitioning into our sort of summer patterns at this point, which uh, sounds kind of odd being like almost the beginning of June, but um, terrestrial fishing is starting to be viable. Um, our sort of later in the spring hatches are starting to come out. You know, we've got dr- green drakes around in numbers some days, um, uh, other bugs, but, you know, grasshoppers and beetles and crane flies and all, all those good things are starting to come out and, um, actually today we were out on the Creek and caught a couple of nice fish, um, beetle fishing, um, like it's the middle of summer. So, so that's exciting. And, uh, other than that, you know, standard, you know, nymphing setups with your sort of, uh, you know, you can imitate some of the, the bugs that we have coming off now, you know, sulfurs and, and, uh, and the green drakes and that sort of thing. Um, inchworms is a, is a popular subsurface terrestrial imitation through the late spring and summer um but they they'll eat a lot of different things right now there's a lot of bugs out still um and as we get warmer and move into summer they're just going to become more opportunistic so uh, dry fly fishing should become really viable in the next couple of weeks very good and what are your suggestions for the smallmouth anglers um, well, fish, fish small waters for now, um, just because a lot of the bigger rivers are, are still, um, high and dirty. Our, uh, the new river is, is sort of complicated in the sense that, that, you know, the lower new is a tailwater, um, popping out of Clater Lake in Radford. And if we have a it, little rain events, usually don't dirty the lower new much, um, really heavy, you know, flooding type water events will basically um, pump so much dirty water into the lake from the upper river that um, the dirty water from the upper river becomes the lake. And then for, you know, a few weeks, they're pumping that water out of the dam. So the lower new stays pretty, pretty dirty for a while. If we've had a really high uh, or heavy rain event like we have, 
but um, so I, I would stay off of the new just because um, visibility is going to be pretty low for a while. Um, smaller waters as they clear up, you know, that there are, we saw fish um, setting up on nests uh, about a week ago. Um, unfortunately, right before this high water event that we had. Um, so my, my suggestion to people is to avoid those, um, you know, dense spawning locations and fish to areas that you would fish to more during the pre-spawn spring period um, and, and don't camp out in, in specific spots um, catching males that are guarding nests because they're not all that hard to catch. And um, though research shows that um, angling pressure doesn't have that much to do with with smallmouth bass uh, recruitment rates um we need all the help we can get so i try to stay away from that but otherwise um we've had but before the high water um our our top water bite sort of was kicking on um and you know once we hit that 60 degree mark when fish start to spawn typically uh top water becomes pretty viable um and it, it will stay viable all through the summer until we get a couple of hard frosts in the fall. But otherwise, you know, your typical, you know, bait fish, streamer flies, and with this higher, swifter water, even in the smaller rivers right now, you know, a little heavier, um, you know, crayfish flies and that sort of thing would, would be the way that I would go. Yeah, got it. And we have a question speaking of the spawn from Eric Mayhew. And Eric wanted to kind of get your thoughts on kind of, and you mentioned this a little bit, kind of what you're seeing with this year's spawn. Uh, if you have any feelings about how successful it's going to be and how is all of this, um, I guess flooding is the easiest way to say it, uh, affecting recruitment, you think, going into next year? Yeah, so, uh, you know, it's, I'm going to say it's hard to say at this point. Um, it's easy to be cynical about it um, at this point, but um, the the number one factor that affects smallmouth bass recruitment is generally high water events uh, during the spawn period. They've done some studies, um, particularly DGIF has done some studies. Um, I believe the what I'm thinking of is back in 2005 when it was released, but it basically correlated um, the average um stream flow in may and june with uh smallmouth bass recruitment rates basically saying that the higher the the water level the better recruitment was and i think that's that's a it's a it's true um but at the same point it's at the same time it's not an entirely clear picture because um if you go into a spawn with low water um, and then have a crazy high water event. Um, generally you lose nests because fish aren't, uh, setting up in super prime locations because they don't need to, because it's high or lower water. There are more, um, more pieces of water that are protected from current that serve as good nesting sites. But as it comes up, those sites are, are diminished drastically. So the fish that have the absolute prime spots, um, generally have better success. And thankfully, um, those are usually the biggest fish, the, the brood fish and the population, um, which are the strongest spawners because they can kick out more eggs and, and, uh, thus more fish. But, um, I, 
the first fish that I saw on nest this year, I think was March 31st, which is odd, but we had some really warm weather um, back in the tail end of March that got uh, temperatures on some of our smaller waters up to that 60 degree mark, um, or not quite 60, but enough to put fish into position. Um, and then we got a real quick cold snap for a couple of weeks and temps dropped back down to the low 50s for two or three weeks. And we just now, I think the majority of the spawn got going about a week or a week and a half ago. Um, and unfortunately, like I said, that was right before this, this big high water event that we had. So in my mind, um, this is another year that, that, you know, we're not going to see very favorable spawning success. Um, but like I said, we don't know yet. And, and I'm just going to, going to remain positive. The smaller waters around, um, definitely seem to just from observations on the water seem to be more, a little more resilient to those high water events around the spawn period. And I'm not sure if that's because, um, the high water events just don't last as long, um, or if they're, uh, less drastically affected, um, or fish tend to generally they do tend to spawn a little earlier in smaller systems because the water uh warms and or warms up faster in those smaller systems but but i don't know uh it's not looking super favorable but we got to remain positive like i said yeah there you go and folks remember we love questions at the articulate fly if you'll send us the questions uh for matt on the articulate fly facebook page if we read your question i'll send you some articulate fly swag and you'll get it into a drawing for something cool from Matt at the end of the season. And again, we got to keep the tradition alive. Matt, what are you working on right now for the rural Virginian? Yeah, so uh, coming out, well, it should have come out today. Um, this week um, was an article basically talking about our, uh, we have a, a brood nine cicada hatch coming off this year in sort of, portions of western north carolina southwestern virginia and and eastern west virginia and it's a if if you're an angler and you don't uh know what i'm talking about or you don't pay attention to the periodical cicada hatches um you owe it to yourself too when they they, they come off in huge numbers and it usually only lasts about a month um maybe a little longer than that and uh generally if they land on the water because there are so many of them and biomass is what triggers fish to eat there are so many of them that just about everything in the river or lake or reservoir what have you um will eat them um i've heard stories of people's dogs eating them like candy just because they're out and about and, and easy to pick up but notably um the um periodical cicada hatches create some of the most exciting um, carp sight fishing opportunities that you can find anywhere. Um, and it makes some of the most reckless carp you'll ever find anywhere. So generally um, if you can find a, uh, a reservoir or a lake or something that's got carp in them uh, near or within the hatch, you can have some pretty exciting fishing, but um, that hatch this year is uh, I think Mount Airy or uh, Wilkesboro in North Carolina is about as far south as I've heard reports. 
And we're seeing them in, in some of the new river counties in West Virginia, like Summer and, and Mercer and, and Monroe County, and then definitely around the Roanoke area too. So definitely something to pay attention to over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the fish doesn't really matter what kind of fish it is. They get pretty stupid. No. And, and like I said, you, you will, uh, you will not find a, um, more viable cart fishing opportunity anywhere. Um, you know, where you can catch depending on what, what fish are in what body of water. You know, I remember the last time our area, it's actually Western North Carolina, but had a, had a hatch was 2017. And a friend of mine and I were fishing down there for a couple of days um, in Western North Carolina. And, you know, they had a lot of grass carp there too. But so, you know, you have the opportunity to catch fish up to 30, 40 pounds on, on topwater bugs. And they're not, uh, they're not all that picky. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, listen, before I let you go, why don't you let folks know where they can find you so they can book you and fish with you this summer? Yeah, uh, the website is mattreillyflyfishing.com, and uh, all my all my contact info, my phone number and email, and and all that's on there. So however however you feel most comfortable reaching out, I'd love to hear from you. Well, that's awesome. Well, listen, folks, get out there and enjoy this uh, this nice late spring, almost summer weather, and uh, catch a few tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Matt. All right, thanks, Marvin. <laughs>